Your band sounds great, but how does it look? No one knows if you're in the dark. Light up your gigs with Chauvet DJ. Chauvet DJ is the brand of affordable and easy-to-use entertainment lighting that can help your band rise above the competition with great-looking and dynamic visual stage looks. From pack-and-go lighting systems that set up and tear down in seconds to Bluetooth-enabled lighting, with the touch of a button or step on a foot pedal, Chauvet DJ has your gig lighting covered. You rock the gig, Chauvet DJ will make sure the crowd sees you do it. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. That's C-H-A-U-V-E-T-D-J.com. What's up, random, uh, out-of-the-blue podcast host people? You're listening to the Coverband Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band people to rock more and suck less. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. And in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, I am Mike Schulte. What? What? This is weird. This is weird. I was really happy that you included some sort of weird thing like Adam always says. I know. I know. Yeah. He's been doing something else, and I I enjoy it. The last few episodes have been doing something else, but I thought I'd go back to Anyway, the point is, notice who's not here from Atlanta, Georgia, Adam Johnson. Uh, he's, he's gone. Oh, yeah. He's all covered up this week. He couldn't do anything, and he, um, you know, we talked about could we do an interview or could we whatever, and I ultimately thought... Why not bring on the man himself as a random guest podcast host? So, Mike Schulte from the Pork Tornadoes. I would have I would have gone with "What's up, you pumpkin pie haircutted freaks" from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> That's what I would have gone with. Or uh, as Adam Adam apparently is a very big fan of Airheads. Yeah. So I is. was thinking about calling everyone Gods of Thunder. You know, yeah. I thought that would go pretty well. I, but I, yeah. I, those are two movies that I'm just not up on. I saw I've seen them both. I just it's been a long time, and I'm I'm not a uh, not up on my references. We are coming up on where you can say, what's up, Pink Nightmares? Oh, Pink Nightmares? Coming up on the, you know, what's up, people who will shoot your eye out? Yeah, you got the Christmas references. I got you. We're headed there. We're close. I'm drinking an eggnog right now. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I uh, Did you know... Sorry, sorry. To please, please, please. Yeah. Did you know that I'm? It's an almond almond milk eggnog that I'm drinking right now. It's huh. only seventy calories for half a cup. Where I looked at what the traditional eggnog is, it's like 400 calories for a half a cup. It it was a surprisingly easy to choose the almond eggnog when yeah. I saw those facts. And so this is eggnog out of a like a grocery store carton. Is what you're having? Correct. Yeah. 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 I, I have almond. A, it's like silk or whatever it's called. Silk. Yeah. I have a home home recipe that has been. Um, I think I'd be disowned if I bought. Uh, store oh, it's, you make your own. Nice. I do. Can well, and I've been some? making it since I could see over my granddad's hair cabinet. It's a family recipe that's gone back three generations. So it's really, yeah, we're serious about it. We do mean business about our eggnog. Um, and it's not you, locale. No, no. <laughs> well, and, and it doesn't need to be. I'm not drinking it every night all year long. I yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. But do you put, uh, do you put any kind of like eggnog or sorry, not eggnog, um, uh, nutmeg over the top of it. I do. Like I do. All right. So here, it. so here we are. Here we got to, we got to talk about it. It's the season. Here it is. Have to. Here's the recipe in a great big bowl. Big because you're going to end up with a gallon and a quart in it. <laughs> okay. Right. 10 egg yolks. Okay. Beat them with a hand beater until they're fluffy and then beat in two and a half cups of white sugar. Two and a half cups. Wow. It's going to get doughy and great. Then you're going to gradually blend in three quarts. It's three quarters of a gallon, three quarts of 2% milk. Okay. And then when that's – and you're scraping down the sides of the bowl too because the goods, the sugary, eggy goods want to like – Oh, yes, down. of you course. Scrape it all down. Scrape it all down. And then it is 16 ounces of light rum. I use Bacardi and a quart of bourbon. I use Jim Beam. And um, the first sip of it will curl your lip in a brutal it, fashion. And after that, it's like drinking a Snickers bar. Okay, so then let me ask you this. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about eggnog the whole episode. Yeah, I mean, so this I, is I starting cool out really well. Actually, I don't mind at all. <laughs> okay, question for you. So yeah. I was always told it was rum yes. and not bourbon. Bourbon, And I've tried both, uh, but it just seems like rum's always what I've used. So that's just what I prefer. I, there are a lot of recipes out there. For me, you know, I've been drinking this stuff um, since bef- before I sh- should have been. Before, oh. <laughs> before my parents knew that I was. Um, and... Uh, uh, so bourbon for me tastes like Christmas. I almost can't do bourbon any other time of year because it just okay. it, it just tastes it just tastes right. So I know there certainly are recipes out there that only call for rum, and that's fine, I suppose. But, uh, but yours mine, is bourbon. Mine, mine is bourbon. Well, bourbon and light rum. It's both of them. Okay. Oh, you yeah. put oh, okay. 
I missed that. Yeah. Not, dude, I'm going to have to try that. You are well. I don't think I can make that whole thing, but I'm going to try that with my own little <laughs> almond yeah, milk. Perfect. It probably tastes nothing like yours. Yeah, probably not, but it's all right. It's, you know, it's all it's all. It's good enough. It's Tis the season. Tis indeed. All righty. Well, so what have you been up to music-wise? I mean, we didn't, you know, I'm like, I'm going to talk as if we were picking up on some thread of your, you know, where you've been at and what you've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> what you been up to? Well, I'll tell you what. First of all, I'm, I'm just happy to be here because mm. uh, honestly, I listen to every episode. Uh, ever since that day, you guys got uh, you randomly tagged me on a on a hashtag on Instagram, and I found you guys. I mean, it's it's been such a cool uh, group to be a part of. Uh, you guys have great great insight. I find myself just going, "Yep, yep, yep." <laughs> every time I'm listening to your podcast, and I know there's a lot of people out there doing that too. So. It's it's really awesome to have gotten to know you guys a little bit better and yeah. and have you think of me to be on the podcast again. So uh, other than that, you know, um uh, our busy season uh, for the pork tornadoes is pretty much like March to March to October end of October and we've lately we've been trying to take December and January off. That's good. Um mostly January, uh, December you get those occasional kind of uh Christmas corporate gigs that pop up, but we found that after a long summer it's nice to just recharge a little bit, get together for some practices, uh learn some new songs and things like that. But yeah, we don't have too much going on. We we kind of end the year with um what's now been the second year in a row we played the uh, the surf ballroom. You ever heard of the surf ballroom? I have not. So it's uh, it's in Clear Lake, Iowa. It's where um it's it's the venue that Buddy Holly and Big Bopper played at before they got in the plane crash. Wow, okay. Uh, so the day the music died, right? It, it it happened in Clear Lake uh after they played the surf ballroom. So it's this extremely iconic room that you never think you'll ever get to play at mm. as a as a musician and and we've now done our second uh headline show there uh you know so cool. it's, it's a 2000 person room we've got got 12 1300 people to buy tickets to it uh this past couple weeks ago so that was every time you're sitting on that stage i'm sure you you've been to venues like that you where either you played it or you've wanted to play it and you've wondered, man, there's been so many people that have come through this totally. area. So many famous people have yeah. sat on this stage. And, yeah. and that that just every year now, that, that's that been one of the coolest things we've ever done. Yeah. 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 I have played some places where it's like you feel like you're walking into history when you uh, when you step into them. There's a historical theater in Greensboro that we played. Um, I've now played it a couple of times. Um Kind of an upstairs of it has a black box that they put on all kinds of music shows in, and some some people have been through there. They've been it's been neat to know I was you know inhabiting yeah, I mean, the space. It's very cool, exactly. And you cool. can you can just picture what it was like back when they were there. Totally, and, totally. Yeah, and that that was pretty cool. That that was definitely a, an iconic end of the year for us. We also hit uh, officially twenty thousand followers on Facebook, nice. which I. I joke about because when I took over the, the pork, when I joined the pork tornadoes, I was not the original member. I've, I've been in, in the band for seven, eight years or whatever, but I made them give me their Facebook login when I joined the <laughs> band. I said, I said, you guys are terrible at this. That, you know, they had made one post like four months prior and, right. and we had like 78 Facebook fans. And I, I made this internal joke that I was like, we're, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this page up to a thousand. You know, I'm going to, that's, that's the ultimate goal. If we can get to a thousand, we did it. And then, you know, you, you get there and then you start going, uh, what about 1500? What about 2000? What about 5000? What about 10? And it just, you know, I think we've talked about that so many times, never getting complacent with once you hit a goal, set another one. Totally. And, and it's just so weird to look back. I, I went all the way back and found December. 2012, I made a post boasting about how we hit 600. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look at, oh man, we hit 600. This is amazing. <laughs> We're huge. And shit. And then seven years <laughs> later, you're like, oh yeah, 20,000. Cool. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we can get to 25 in the right. next couple months. It's, right. That, that was pretty, that was a moment where you're like, you know, that's pretty cool. I, that pretty cool to get that many people that are actively trying to see what you're doing. That's awesome. Very cool. How about you, man? Very cool. What's well, listen, I'm, so I'm now doing um, on Friday nights at Pig Pounder, I'm doing live acoustic karaoke. And it's been really fun. And I've been picking up some regulars, some of whom are killer singers and some of whom are not, but have a great time. Um, and my song list now is 355 songs deep. Jesus. <clears throat> and <clears throat> I know most, I know, I know all of them a little. <laughs> right. and i'm working of them a lot <laughs> yeah and i'm working for my ipad so i can get through all of them 
uh, for the most part. But there are a couple of songs that we get into, you know, starts with a chorus and everybody sings the chorus and then we get to the verse and everybody kind of looks at each other. <laughs> and we're like, let's just do the chorus three times. Call it, call it good. Um, so that's fun. Uh, last night I did my, uh, my, did my duty at the retirement home, um, with Taylor, Cold Iron Ray went out and did, did a Christmas show at the retirement home. So that was, um, fun and feels good and is a, um, uh, emotionally hard thing to, you know, yeah. it would say it's a, it's a pretty, pretty high level of care. Facility. Is this so, just sorry to interrupt you. Is that just you? This is just like a Christmas time thing, or you do that once? No, it's just a Christmas time thing. Okay, it's just yeah, a Christmas time. I, awesome. I would do it more, but um, but Christmas is really when they put on. Yeah, you know, it was it was their thing. Like the families came in and they had a whole dinner, and um, that's um, pretty cool. It was it was good. I'm glad I'm glad to do it. It was um, you know, being with people who are that checked out is yeah, tough, yeah, but, right. But uh, but God bless them and their families were there and been appreciative and but you know dialed in and I did um uh a couple little kids came in and so I did let it go oh really <laughs> <laughs> and they all sang along and yeah, it was fun do you think that's the uh, is that the go to song for young kids well yeah that one and um so there was this animated movie called Sing a couple of years ago okay I think I remember that. And it was pretty huge, and it it was uh, full of cover songs. It was full of cover songs. Oh there's yeah, a, there's a there's a gorilla in it who did um, "I'm Still Standing." Um, there was an elephant who sang uh, "Don't You Worry About a Thing," Stevie Wonder. Okay, um, and uh, and also um, "Hallelujah," and she yeah, was yeah, yeah. voiced by Tori Kelly, who's like one of the most amazing young vocalists yeah. on the planet, um, sung and voiced, and and so. Um, couple of times i've had like little kids come in and you know ask for those yeah well if i can get their parents i'd say you know the stuff from sing and they're like oh, oh yeah i so, do too <laughs> yeah so i launch into you know one of those and they just lose their mind you know what we don't get many uh only at weddings and stuff like that do we have an interaction with younger kids sometimes and you know what the most requested song by like kids under seven this year was mr brightside no, oh. Old Town Road. Oh, like, of course. Which is so I, no, weird. I get that. I totally it get that. It is so weird. That you're like, what did you say? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Old Town. Take yeah. my horse yeah. from the yeah. Old yeah. Town Road, you yeah. know? Yeah. And we're like, well, no, we definitely don't know that, but I'll play it on my iPad for you. They're like, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you should know that one. That's a good one. I know. We, You know, the, those songs come around once every year, once every couple of years, where there's that just unbelievable, most streamed song of the year that you're just like, we can't. We can't give in to this. We it's yeah. gonna go away, and I think it will. I think it has, but we never we never got on the old town road train. Well, it's a, it was a weird tune because it was never it didn't have dance energy. No, it had sort of the same stop and shout energy that Mister Brightside has, and that mm. um, like Country Roads. I think it has the same effect on a room as those two songs. Like everybody just stands still and screams it, um, which is fun. You know, it's a it's a thing to do, um, but we never were able to make it work with the Lincolns yeah. either. And at this point, it's probably too late. It's probably That's done. The thing. That one's it's, probably it's done. It's those yeah. those rocket ship songs that go nuts for four four months and then they yeah. and then people don't like them anymore because they've been forced it so much. They've been so in like two or three years, maybe you could come back to that song. Yeah. But now I just don't think if you if you don't do it already, it's probably not. Oh, <laughs> listen, Wonderwall crushes. Wonderwall followed exactly that pattern. Yeah, actually, you're right. Do you think? Uh, do you think songs then like you think Wagon Wheel will eventually go away, but come back or like the Tennessee Whiskeys can go away and come back? Because they're they're what's know. the most covered song of any cover band in the United States is probably Wagon Wheel, right? Would this, you say that this? Well, a couple of years ago, maybe I think it might be a little over, but then I bet it'll be back. I bet it'll it, be back. Yeah, totally. Because you're right. We used to play Wonderwall, but then it just, oh man, everybody's playing this. And But you're right. Now it probably even crushes harder than it used to. It does. I, I do it acoustic and it kills every time. God, we, we, used to do a, we used to do a montage that was like, uh, uh, it was like five different songs. Wonderwall, E.T. by Katy Perry, <laughs> into All I Do Is Win, into Gavin DeGraw. And it was like 18 minutes long. Yeah. And we realized that 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 just can't keep happening because that's it's pretty much like well here here we are to play okay that was it thanks Good night, a lot, everybody guys. yeah oh yeah that 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 never <laughs> stuck around yeah. yeah yeah well so that's that's one thing I've been up to um, I've also got um, 
couple of cold on raid dates coming up and then I'm back at pig pounder with the band on the Saturday between Christmas and new year's. And that'll be the first time there in a couple of months, which we'll come back to. I want to talk, I want to talk a little bit about that. get back into our sort of main topic of the day. Um, so stuff's just growing, you know, I've, um, Oh, I I don't know if I talked about opening up, uh, Odin brewing this new place in town here. Um, but we did our first breweries that, that you were reaching out to. Yeah. And we were their first, we were their first act there, the first musicians they had. Um, and they totally loved it. And, um, it's, it's going to be another, another relationship like pig pounder. I think we're, you know, totally. we're just like in their pocket. They're ours. We're theirs. We're there all the time. I think, um, probably I'll have the duo on, um, alternating weeks there in pig pounder. Um, it's looking like that's how that's going to work out. Nice. My, my, my partner in that is a, well, she's 20. She's a college student and she, and oh, she waits, waits tables in, 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 in the night. And, um, she'd much rather gig for a hundred bucks than, wait tables for oh right you know yeah i mean you're, you're having fun it's it's yeah about the same time spent but yeah it's just a lot more fun yeah actually probably less less times i mean we don't load in or out very heavy for that it's we're gone in 20 minutes yeah. after the show oh yeah yeah that's way better yeah. I, if i had that option if i knew about cover bands and i knew what i'm doing now it, but if i had known that 15 years ago <laughs> exactly oh my god exactly <laughs> and exactly. we joke about it too we're like if, if if we had if we had the success that we have right now but when we were like 20 years old oh. we we would have never made it we would have been like motley crew and we would we would, just, <laughs> we would not have survived no one would like us because we would have been the t- biggest dicks and That's right but so now we can at least do it with uh with more knowledge and a little bit more uh you know respect i guess but right. man if i had right. known about this world and i had given into it back then and totally. I'm, I'm envious of her yeah oh yeah and she's got the talent to do it she could uh she could very much be a full-timer at it um i you know i i have spent my way into a lifestyle that <laughs> could never be sustained on a music career. right <laughs> so that's uh that's both great but that's 20 shit 100 bucks are you kidding me oh, it's yeah. amazing yeah and then every now and then hit big and it's like 500 500 oh my Amazing. god played a wedding and it's like god i can buy the i can buy the good beer tonight you know with this brewery you just reminded me of something is uh you know we we struck up a partnership with a local whiskey distillery a couple mm. years ago cool. and there's uh there's some talks about uh doing a doing a beer uh with a local brewery around here mm-hmm. that that's something you could look into down there man especially if they like you yeah. and they as they're coming up with new beers be like hey listen you know if you want to slap our name on one of yeah these, oh uh, that's a great idea there's there's a really great band from Cedar Rapids called the Surf Zombies, and they're like uh like uh surfing USA rock and roll, you know, all instrumental. Really great at what they do. They uh they had a local bar just name a beer after them, and it's actually their kind of their flagship beer at this point now, and it's called Surf Zombies. So nice. it's it's a it's a nice little partnership for them, and we've been kind of looking into that road. But now that you're uh you're the main man for Odin, you should look into that. I should, I should. Yeah, it's a really good idea. I'm gonna steal that. We're doing especially because you got a, a couple good band names there too. Uh, yeah, that that would look good on a beer. <laughs> it would. Yeah, yeah. And Abe, my mascot, would be a great that would beer, be beer perfect. Logo. Everybody loves Abe. Gotta love him. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, just take a, a brief moment to acknowledge some shiny friends of ours. Yeah. Whose equipment you know you've heard about, and, and um, we might run a contest. Anyone who can like repeat back verbatim. The- <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> Something. I got time to go. I've heard this enough. I'm going to go grab an egg now. All right. Sounds good. This. Sounds good. All right. It takes a lot of work to get people to a gig. When they do show up, make sure they can see you. Put your band in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Entertainment lighting that is affordable, reliable, easy to use, and set up and tear down. But most of all, Chauvet DJ is the brand of entertainment lighting that creates better audience experiences at your gigs by adding dynamic visual looks and moods to perfectly suit the music you're playing. Imagine dramatic color changes, dynamic strobes and chases, and even blackouts at the end of songs. All possible with just a step on a foot pedal or the touch of a button on a mobile device using Chauvet DJ's Bluetooth or DMX technology. Being in a cover band is a performing art that uses audio and visual production. So don't rock in the dark. Set your band apart from the competition with professional lighting you can load right into your car along with all your other gear. Small effort, big results. Don't just rock. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. All right, we're back. 
Did you actually go? I just got back. Oh, very nice. I I, I was trying to say it in my head while I was out there pouring it. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm sure you got through it. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably, you know, we're we're going to make new versions of that soon. But uh, in the meantime, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy. You know, we're cover band's got to play stuff that's familiar. So, yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, so the thing that that I wanted to talk about a little um, on this episode is, uh, you know, I'm in this situation now where we're booked. the The band is booked at this place, Pig Pounder, every once a month through July right now, and she's happy to go on to the end of the year, and we'll probably take her up on that. Um, but we literally have nothing else on the calendar aside from that, and that's unusual for us. You know, especially through the summer, we were crazy busy. We we're playing. I mean, it's easily five or six times a month. And that doesn't count what I was doing acoustic, which was also a lot. And that's um, all in like the, the vicinity of your town for the most part. Yeah. Triad area here, which is, which is Greensboro, Winston-Salem yep. and High Point, which is a smaller city that's nearby. So what, like an hour radius or something like that? Yeah. 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 About that. Yeah. 40, 45 minutes. Um, so not bad travel, you know, and, and, um, and some places we've been at a few times, but, but some interesting things have happened, you know? So we, um, there are a couple of venues that we've been at a few times and because of change of the management at them, we are not best buddies with the booker at the moment. Right. Right. Um, and we don't have anything on the calendar and though, even though we have a track record there, we, we haven't got anything on the calendar right now. And when we look, at least one of those places is a good name to have on our resume, but it's actually kind of a tough gig. The physical space is weird and, um, the crowd there, they're appreciative, but uh, not in the way they are at pig pounder. They get, you know, yeah. right up on us at pig pounder. And, um, so it's, it's, and it's late. It's, um, 10 to one, I think. Oh, okay. You know, so what, what are you talking like eight to midnight at some other places? Oh, we're seven to 10 at pig pounder. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it hasn't been like critical urgent for us to get back into those places. Although we take it and we do need to kind of uh, the, the, the question. Well, the question we're asking ourselves now, or I'm asking myself, I guess, is um, given we seem to pick up a couple of regulars at every show, you know, we'll play at Pig Pounder and meet some young couple. Right. Who then that's never seen you before. Yeah. Yeah. They've seen us for the first time. They have a great time. And then they're at everything we do after that. Yeah. That's, it, that's growth right there. That's growth. And, and yeah. you know, it happens person by person. I mean, I imagine at the level you guys are at, it happens in the twenties and thirties of people per show. Well, um, yeah, that's, that's part of the beauty of when you start, it's uh when you start getting to a certain level, I mean, it's that exponential exactly. ball rolling down exactly. the hill, but yeah, exactly. but I still, I still view it as a person to person thing. Though, and totally. You should. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So the question is, if it's, if it's going to be like that, and if it's going to be that people are coming out to all of our stuff regularly and we have regular fans and followers and that sort of thing, do we really want three gigs a month for them to come to? I know. I was actually thinking of that as you were saying it. I'm thinking, okay, because you said once a month at the other place. Uh-huh. So I, as as you were saying, this this might just be the difference in a couple of years for me. But as you were saying once a month, I was going, oh man, that's too much. Yeah, you know, like my my brain was saying, no, no, you got to starve them. And I've I've had this conversation with a lot of bands from our area where. It's it's a, it's a really tough call to make because you you know that the more you play, the more you're going to keep bringing. You, you might not get, you might not get those same people to come to every show or even once a month. Maybe it becomes every two months right, now, right. but you're still meeting new people. Like you said, I mean, right now you're still meeting new people and having them say, "Oh, we really love you guys." Yeah. So, like, do you want do you want to give up on that? Yeah. But is, at the same do I time, want to throttle that back? Well, not really. Yeah, and or until you notice that you're, I guess for us it was this because because right now I'm on a I'm on a starvel mentality that uh-huh. that's how that's how I operate in, in the pork tornadoes now. Mm-hmm. But we we weren't doing that. I mean, we were playing in our biggest market right now, Cedar Rapids. We were probably playing once a month for a while there. And it was the same thing. You're it, people. Oh man, who are these guys? This is great. We're gonna keep following you. And then as you start, as those crowds get bigger and bigger and bigger, then that's when you sort of know you have that. You have that power to say, no, nope, you know what? We're gonna starve you a little bit, and we're gonna we're gonna only play 
once a month, every, once every two months, once every three months, because you know that now they have to make it a priority to come see you if they want to see you. Right. But there's another side to that though. If you're not making, if you're not making like a ticket, uh, you know, money off the door, depending on how many people are coming in there or your, the bar is not actively increasing your pay. Does it, does it matter if you start starving them? You know, like if, if, if they're going to pay you a good rate and you still got good crowds there, do you just keep, do you just keep chugging away until you get to a point where you can start selling tickets or, yeah. or booking venues and theaters and things like that? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that that's, uh, you know, there's, there's probably a point where you can, you can see it tipping over into, you know, um, an opportunity to manufacture some scarcity and, yeah. and, and manufacture some, um, not exclusivity exactly, but you know, it's, it's special. It's way more special where, where you're taking the power back almost, you know, like now all of a sudden your band is the one that holds the key to these people. Yeah. Uh, and you'll know it when it gets there. Cause I, I know it with, I can, I can see, remember it happening going, uh Oh, something's changed. Uh, we need to, adapt to this immediately this is not what it used to be and uh -huh. it'll you'll, you'll know it when it comes because when people are spilling out of the venue and there's a line around the door that's when all of a sudden you're saying okay i i can take this into my own hands now i don't need this this bar to be the one to book me i can book this anywhere i want you right, know right right that's a tough one. I don't know. I mean, if you like that place, maybe maybe you're once a month at your favorite place, but you're once every two months at at the place you at don't some really other like place. that much. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. And that's how it would be. They would book us for once every yeah, two, maybe three months. But then do we get three of those on the tickler or <clears throat> you know, there's been a time when we were we were spread across oh, six or eight venues. And we covered a lot of good geographical territory that way. Right, we were, you know, right. we we're hitting a lot of parts of parts of the neighborhood, but um, uh, but it was physically hard, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and that's oh man, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was tough. Well, it was and tough. and it might be a little different here in Iowa. Uh, you know, we've we've got we've got all these towns that are within you know two hours. Right. You know, you've got some river towns, you've got some towns heading into the middle of the state where. A lot of the good bands from around here have realized that you, you start playing less in your hometown and you start branching out a little bit. If you if you indeed do have a good product, start trying to find some of those other towns that you, maybe you're willing to drive a little bit further to get to sure. to to still pay you that money because it sucks giving up the money, right? right you're like, right. well, I, we used to play three times a month. Now we're two times a month. That's less money that you're gonna make. But you know, at the same time, if if the venue's starting to see that. Uh, more people come in and maybe they raise your rate and help make up for that. Sure. 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 You know, this, this thing of manufacturing scarcity is a marketing approach. That's, you know, it's not unique to bands. We, we see it, you know, anytime, anytime a sale, you know, has a, you know, 24 hours left, anything yeah. like that. It's, it's the same, same move. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it works on, works on black Friday. So, dude you're absolutely right I, I i didn't take any like marketing classes or anything in college but i really wish i would have because i've i've come to realize i'm actually pretty good at it um and i actually kind of like the the mind game of marketing and how it, how figuring out how to do those things but but you're right i mean that uh that mentality spreads across the board for uh, for bands, yeah. movies, yeah. sales at stores, totally. restaurants, bar breweries. Like when breweries say, "Hey, up oh, limited limited time only." There's this really cool beer. We oh have. yeah, special. I release. mean, think about that. The scarcity, scarcity. That's actually a really good way to put it. And as scarcity in marketing, I think, is a pretty pretty unique tool to be able to use. Oh, it's a really compelling story. And you know, the other side of it. And I mean, you know, you're so you're in your day gig. You're a realtor, right? Yep. And so you know, sales is like. Sales and service are in, in the bones yeah, of a realtor. Definitely. Um, the other, the other thing, I don't know if you ever do this as a realtor, but a, a, a move that I've seen salespeople I've worked with do um, that is very much about leveraging scarcity is uh, um, it's called taking away the sale. It's this moment of like, I have this thing, this great opportunity, here it is, but I don't think it's for you. 
Oh, really? Yeah. You yeah. mean if, if you're if I'm a, if I'm a, uh, an agent and you're a buyer and I'm saying, yeah, I, I had this really great house, but I just don't think it's the right house for you kind of thing. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's, I don't think you can afford it. Yeah. I don't think you're a fit for, for, for what that would be. Oh, well, no, no. Tell me about it. What do you mean? Exactly. Right. The minute you like take, take away the sale. That's what that's called. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's, uh, you're, you may not be ready for this. That's like a that's like car salesman. Totally. Oh yeah, it's sleazy as hell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm not recommending it. Um, <laughs> uh, but I have. So you're saying you go to you go to some big venue and be like, hey, I got this band for you, but I just don't think I don't think your venue's good enough or I'll, big enough. I'll for tell this you band. how I've Holy used crap. it is when somebody um, is not returning messages or something, or is being like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll get you in here, and then ghosting when they when it comes to committing. Like exactly, I have pulled that out and said like. Look, man, we're in demand. We're playing around. We're actually, you know, down the street from you next weekend. Love to have you come and see us. Um, you know, if 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 you decide that you want to do this, come reach out. But I'm I'm not. You know, it's I'm I've moved on to some other venues. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the interest, but um, I'm I'm moving on to people. Wait, who... You can't turn me down. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And then do you do you see that they they get back? To I you have most had of people do that. that yeah, I I did have one guy like whoa 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 whoa. Hang on, I'm I not saying we no, man. You, you were talking to yeah. here. Hold on a yeah. second, <laughs> or whatever. I mean, I mean, they they know better than that, I think. But like, but it, but it's a mind game. That isn't that marketing. Isn't that that's kind of marketing. what we're talking about? It's completely it's marketing. A, yeah. It's appealing to people in their like primal instincts of I've got to have that. Exactly. I've got to. I've exactly. got to go to see this band. And you know what? Funny you said that about real estate. Is uh, the the thing that I've taken that's crossed over from real estate to the band world is is repetition. Because mm. um, I think, and I don't know if I'm saying this right. I've I've always said this, but I know it's some it's some version of this that somebody told me that some that people have to hear at least six times that you're a real estate agent before they automatically remember huh. that you're a real estate agent. So so me and you were friends. We went to high school together and I just got into real estate. You won't remember that I'm a realtor until you've at least heard me say it or seen billboards or seen things from me at least six times before you'll even remember that I'm an agent. And right. I, I, I took that to heart, man, because I think I mean, obviously people know you're in a band or whatever and, and you know, that's easy because you talk about it all the time, but the, the repetition of seeing your band's name out there and your band's videos and everything. I think people eventually, uh, attend, the more they hear about you, the more they automatically think you're good. Yeah. Without even seeing you, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah. Well, I, it's interesting. I mean, I wonder if, um, I wonder how much the, personalness of it for sure for the clanky lincolns a big part of what is attractive about about the band is the relationship we let people have with us personally true um and i don't know that's true for every band but for us you know we are milling around at the break we're you know hanging with people afterward we're we're we we will invite you know if, if people are hanging around after we've broken down and the band's going to dinner we'll take them you know like heck yeah come on like and and that's we've gathered up a lot of people that way and um um, similarly, you know, a realtor's headshot is an important part of like the, it's a connection with you personally that has that be, you know, something that drives your business. And I think, um, I hadn't really thought about it until you said that, but, but there's certainly is some of that for us, for us band folks too. I think, I think it's really similar. Well, and then it's what you do with it. It's like anything. I mean, the, the biggest thing about marketing, you can be the biggest, you could be the best marketing guru in the world and you could have an unlimited budget, but if you don't have a good product, it's not, you're, you're, you'll, you might get 3000 people to show up to your first show, but if it's not good, yeah, then they're not going to come back. So, totally. so having, I, I'm, I'm, ex I, people tell me all the time that, Hey, you're really good at marketing the band and, and branding it. And I'm like, thank you. And I think I have done well, but I also have a really good product sure. to to be able to push that totally. people like. So, so on a on a big scale, you know, like you've got to you've got to have a good, you just got to be a good band when it comes to marketing. But on a small scale beyond that, let's say you're a good band, you need that content. You need the the actual. You could be the best band in the world again with the best advertising in the world, but if you don't have actual good videos to to advertise to people or good photos or whatever it 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 all kind of has to go hand in hand right it does and i think um um i maybe ultimately what it comes down to is what is the story you're going to tell yeah you know marketing right? marketing is storytelling 
And, um, you know, is the story like catch us every weekend? We're always there. Or is it like, <laughs> if you miss us the next yeah, few weeks, no, no big, big deal. deal. We'll yeah. They're the one after yeah, that. Yeah. Well, we're always around. Or is it yeah. like, you know what? Tonight's night, you know, th- this thing coming up in two weeks is really special. Make sure you get your ticket. You know, um, I think that will be the biggest thing and this will be the biggest party and all the best people will be there. Totally. You, you have to come or you're going to feel left. Yeah. Out. You will kick yourself if you wake up in the morning having missed this. Snapchat's going to ruin your life. That's right. That's right. That's right. All your friends are going to ask where you were. All your friends. And and that's where you, you know, we, we live in an area where people don't want to make decisions to do things until the week of yeah. the night before. Yeah. And that, that was a really hard thing to overcome to create that scarcity. When we started that first time we, we booked this theater on our own here, we realized we were too big to play bars, but we, we need, we went from 300 person bars that we were packing to, Oh my God, now it's an 1800 person theater. (laughs) Yeah. You know, there's no middle level there. And and to, to make, to try to get people to buy tickets early to something like that was virtually impossible because dude, they're not going to sell out an 1800 person theater. I'll be fine. I'll be able to buy my tickets. But the minute you finally do sell something like that out or, or uh, take it on a different level, it, you know, if people want to come see you, but all the tables get taken early and we right. really want to sit at tables, that starts creating that I need to get there. I need to be there. I need right. to do this sooner than other people. And that was, that was a, that was an absolutely huge thing for us because we, our budget going into shows like that is, is out of control. And if we don't get people to buy tickets, we're not, we're losing money, you know? So knowing that people are going to buy tickets and creating that scarcity is, has been a huge part of, of the poor tornado storytelling, I guess, in our marketing for sure. Yeah. 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 And taking away the sale, right? <laughs> our, got this yeah, big yeah. show coming up and it's sold out. Sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry about oh, that. But, oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. From you now, know what? We're going to release an extra 50 tickets just, you know, for yeah, special right? fans. Just a little things. Yeah. And, and they're gone. Boom. And gone. it's all sorry. how you spin it too, man. You know, we've got different ticketing tiers for shows where you say up, oh, all the VIP tickets are sold out. Uh Oh, the, the second tier, the really premium seats, there's only 10 left. Uh-huh. When, when granted, there's still another, there's still 800 tickets left. You're going to be fine. But you know, it's, it's all how you spin things to people sometimes. Right. Yeah. It's all, it's all in the story. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've been, I've had a, I've had a tough time lately. I don't know how it is. And I don't know why I care. I guess I truly do want people to succeed and, 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 and I want my friends and bands around here to have success, but I've been, I've been just in awe of the lack of Facebook posts on people's band pages or, or just the, you know, like there's, there's two or three really good popular bands around here that I, I went through all their pages today and it had been like a month since they've posted anything on their Facebook page. Huh. My, it's mind blowing to me. And that, that comes down with the repetition that we were talking about early is I, I always harp, you know, you got to post at least at least three to four times a week. And mm. and I've had some people reach out saying, well, I don't, we don't have the content you have yet. We're a new band. So well, then just repeat things in different ways. Just you've got one show on the books, post about it two to three different times a week with different photos attached to it or different dialogue in the post. I mean, you got to You got to show that repetition, especially on Facebook. Cause if you're not paying attention to that page, it's the your algorithms are going to struggle even more than they are now. As oh, absolutely! You move forward. One post gets seen by ten percent of your your <laughs> likers. Yeah, and then if you don't if you don't actually follow what they want you to follow, as far as their their you know algorithm rules of how often you should be posting, then it's going to keep pushing you down into these into these depths of now five percent of your fans right. are actually seeing what you say. Right. And and I don't know about you. Have you guys ever talked about Facebook events? Um, I mean. Not deeply. The, Facebook, you know, they they clearly like to push things every couple of years that they that they find to be important. And I think Facebook events have been one of the the most popular important things for the band world. Yeah. Um. But but I I see that people aren't using them right. You know how the the biggest thing that drives me crazy is uh if you say say you're you're a, you're a band you're the Pork Tornadoes and you're gonna play at uh X Y Z bar. And, and you just, you create the event, you just go XYZ bar is, is the title of your event. Cause you think people are going to see it from your page. Right. And, and they're going to go, oh, of course, Pork Tornadoes are playing at sure. XYZ bar. Oh, look, but, uh, yeah, Pork Tornadoes have an event. 
Yes, but but most of the time, the beauty of the Facebook event is that anytime anyone clicks going or interested, it pops up right. in all of their friends' uh, status feeds, and it's the photo of the event. So again, side note, make sure your photo's ridiculously awesome for your event, but then it tells you the title. So it just says XYZ bar at XYZ bar, yeah. and people are going to scroll right past that because they didn't even see your band name. And that that's that's been one of the things that drives me crazy is always put your band name at said venue as the title of the Facebook event, right? Because that's for it's free advertising anytime you create those events, right? Plus, if the then if the venue picks up the event and puts it on their page, then they've oh got God. an event. X Y Z Bar has an event called X Y Z Bar. Yeah, right. Oh, cool! I can't wait to get down <laughs> oh, there. That's to good. See it. That that night I've they're always to see what, that bar. What are they other bar. nights? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, that that kind of stuff. I mean, even just the, the simple things. I I had a conversation with a, a great gal who's actually a part of this group. Don Don Savicek, what's up? She she's a big part of this group. She's in a, a no doubt uh, tribute band, and she's cool. got a couple other variety acts. But I had a conversation with her about how great she was at at the minute she gets that that show book, she immediately makes the Facebook event and she immediately puts them out there and she's always uh making sure the content's good and posting about things and and it just it just you view her in a higher light than you do some of these other bands cuz she actually seems to care about making sure it works and in the conversation we had was funny cuz I'm sure everybody listening to this has the one guy in the band who our gal who has always run the Facebook page and that's just how it always goes, but they get busy sometimes at work and they, they forget to post things. It's like, if, if that guy is too busy or doesn't want to do it, you need to, someone needs to step up and say, Hey, I got plenty of time, guys. I like social media. I know things. I want to take over the Facebook duties. Cause if, if the person in your group is not posting and not putting good content up, your, your whole band is suffering because of that. Right. You know, I I don't know. That's one of the things I always have preached is it's such, you got to stay up on that. So you got to find somebody that likes doing it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's interesting. Now I have a, <clears throat> I have a page for the Clanky Lincolns. I have a page for Dan Ray Musician and I have a page for Cold Iron Ray. And I make events for the two groups and I share them to the Dan Ray page. So okay. Dan Ray, the Dan Ray music page has my whole schedule, everything I'm going to be. I'm at. a fan of you. I'm a, I'm a fan of your page. So I get to see where all your bands You see are. where I am no matter yep. what. Right. Um, and there's, I mean, the, the Venn diagram of overlap between the fans of these three things is, you know, <laughs> strongly overlapping. But, uh, but the point is that, you know, then I have, I actually can share it from all three pages. Oh, nice. Right. And then those overlap people get it from all three sources. Yep. So it's a really easy way to do do overlap without it or do repetition without it being um I, I worry that too much repetition trigger triggers Facebook's, you know, algorithm yeah, you're, squasher. You're, you're absolutely correct about it. If you're posting the same thing in the same photo every day, they're gonna squash that. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But if it's coming from different pages, you know, if, um less so. So you do a co so you invite all the different bands to be co hosts. Of the Facebook event then so that it shows up on everybody's page. Right? There's a, yeah, well, we're not actually all co-hosts. If I create an event on the Clanky Lincoln's page, there's a, there's a, inside the share menu, there's a thing that is add to page, I think. And I can okay. add it to yeah, yeah. Dan Ray music. And I don't think Dan Ray music shows up as a co-host. I just think it's there. I don't, I'm not quite sure how the ownership works, but there it is on that page. Yeah, you might play around with that next time you add a Clinky Lincoln's uh, show and make Dan Ray a co-host and see see if it then it should show up on both pages. But yeah. I I'd be interested because I don't do it the way you do it, so I'd be interested to see if that if that's any better or any well, worse or look. whatever. So I'm looking at the Odin Brewing Cold Iron Ray on December 18th, and uh, yeah, it's not, I'm Dan Ray. I, I got to it from the Dan Ray music page but you but Dan oh, okay. Ray music is not a co-host but it shows up as an event on the page on the dan ray page yeah okay so maybe it's maybe it's just the same thing Some but special thing. actually you know what that is is that that's not allowing dan ray to post anything in the event 
but it still shows as an event for him. Because if they're if they're a co-host, then they get to they can post, yeah, post whatever they want. And they yeah. can do whatever they want and invite friends. Which sometimes you don't want that, I guess. But uh, sometimes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm a little torn about inviting friends. <laughs> I have a lot of friends who come to stuff, but um, but I have a lot who've never turned up, and I I feel like I burned my invitations with them. I I feel like no amount of invitations is going to make any difference. So. Why trouble Facebook with it? You're you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah. how, when's the last time you got a a clearly copy and pasted message in your Facebook Messenger that's like, oh man, haven't seen you in a while. It'd be really great if you came to my yeah. cookie cook off that I'm having down the street. It's it'll be so great, you know. And you immediately kind of negative. You kind of sh- uh, no, no, I'm no. not going to read this, you know, because no. it feels like a it feels like a oh come on, you got to come to my thing. Look, I'm. I'm begging you to come to it, right? <laughs> right, right. So you've been, but you've been playing music for a while, though. So you remember when you could do, like, I would, I would text every every friend that I knew in uh, town if I had a show. Yeah, that was that was like the that was a thing. Facebook events was just like text. Yep. Hey, playing here tonight, burr, 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 and you text you texted everybody you knew. Yep. Now I have gone back to um, focusing on my mailing list, and I've added, heck yeah, um, on the sign up sheet for the karaoke. Uh, it's three columns, name, song, and email. Oh, perfect. And I get, last week, I probably got 15 new emails on, on a pretty new list. The Dan Ray music list was only, um, I think it's at 40-ish now. Um, so, you know, obviously I haven't been giving it much attention for very long, but it's, it's I'm, I'm committed to growing it because <laughs> those emails actually go to all those people, which you cannot they say about anything go. that happens on your Facebook to your likers. Um, that is so true, my man. <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. That is so huge. Yeah. And then, Listen you know, to what he just said again, it goes to it everyone that actually signed up. goes. Now they may or may not <laughs> open it, but, um, but MailChimp gives you good numbers about opening rates and click, th- yep. click rates and things like that. And they give you suggestions on, okay, if you do this, it's probably more likely that people will open it. Yep. Yeah. And, um, like, the day after you send one, it says, hey, uh, you know, 40% of people haven't opened your last email. Click here to resend to them. Yeah. Can, How like, easy is that? One click resend and it does. And, and you know, then maybe half those people. Yeah. You pick up another. Yeah. Whatever. So it's, it's, um, uh, it's good. I set up, uh, funnel pages for both Dan Ray Music and, uh, Cold Iron Ray. Um, and, uh, at the advice of of uh, somebody who was a marketer for the um, in the radio industry, I actually made uh, the domain name giftfromdan.com. Oh, right, which was I couldn't believe was free, but I bought that giftfromdan.com. Ridiculous. Forwards to the sign up page for me at Mailchimp, and yeah. then the gift That's part easy, right? is when you sign up, you get a welcome email that contains a link to download a recorded. Song of cool. That's the yeah. gift, right? Gift from Dan. Gift from Dan. Anybody and can remember that. Anybody can remember that. And they all, you know, like I can pause in the middle of a show and say, all right, pull out your phone. Do you want a gift from me? Yeah. Go to gift from <laughs> Dan. Giftfromdan.com. They do that a lot. I, I have, um, I did set up a text to join thing. Oh yeah. You were talking about that. Yeah. And it does okay. But gift from Dan has been killer. People have actually done that. So um, if, if anybody listening doesn't and you think it's, you think it's pointless, you're like, oh, email, mailer list. Nobody does that. It's, it's something you should spend just a tiny little bit of time on. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's a very good way to get people engaged. Even if, like you said, we've got 40 people or 50 people or whatever. That's fine. That if, if 10 of those people get it and, and come to your show, that's, that's great. Yeah. Cause they probably didn't know about it from somewhere else. You that's know? right. And and frankly, that kind of turnout's way more likely than a Facebook event. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> Facebook event, you're gonna end up with like, I don't know, at the numbers that I'm that I'm pulling down for Dan Ray Music, which is I've just I've just about to crack 300 likes on it. Um, so right at the beginning of of building it, um, and I've only really been doing the acoustic stuff for yeah, yeah, of course, a year maybe, and really only marketing it hard for the last little bit. Um, but you know, I'll make an event and there'll be like eight coming, 35 interested, and then five show up right right but hey <laughs> so that's you know it's better than if i hadn't marketed it at all but i i do i do think that email is going to be um well i'm i'm going to track it and find out but I, my suspicion is it's more more productive well i don't want to be a, a doomsday prepper type guy uh but what if just i i know this is a very thin chance but <laughs> what if facebook goes away 
What if it just, you wake up tomorrow morning and it is gone? Yeah. What, what do you do? Yeah. You don't, you don't even have a website or a mailing list. You're done. Yep. You have no way to get in touch with people. Yep. So I, I don't think it's ever going to happen. And look, that's, you, yeah, that's unlikely. But look, what if they, what if, it once, does? what if they once again change their algorithm to make it harder for you to reach out unless you pay them? And, and they probably will. And they certainly they pro- will. That will probably continue move. to get that way. It's yeah, been their it's going to get worse. Yeah, and that and that's just a quick little lead into Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Even if you have five followers on on Twitter, like still, you can still reach two of them, and they might find out about you. I mean, you never know. I the thing we've talked about so many times is you just never know where any sort of popularity is going to come from with, with our, 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 our big catalyst for us was that Tennessee whiskey video just hit freaking 3 million the other day. Nice. That was, I, I was so against putting up a YouTube page because I'm like, this is dumb. Nobody's going to, nobody knows us. How are they going to find us? And you just never know yep. at where, where people are going to come from. So why not? What does it take you 20 minutes to set up a, Instagram page or something and, and maintain it. Just do it. it yeah. Set up an email mailer. You can put, uh, links in your, on your Facebook page where people can just click it and throw their email address. Like you said, have, have your merch table, have a little sheet they can write on or, uh, the, the website's a great idea. The gift from Dan. That's huge. Right. Yeah. It's been I big. can't believe that was available. I know. I know. Blew Dude, my, mind. My, my brother, my brother's name is Tom and he goes by Trom. Because he got a random uh, piece of mail that was misspelled in, <laughs> when he was in college and it said Trom. Trom. So that's like his nickname. It stuck. He has this kind of like college football gambling pool that he does. And he tried to buy a domain name. He tried to buy Trom.com. Huh. And it was taken. Like, what? what is Trom? Trom. Uh, maybe, maybe it was like a Tron. They think if you, if you misspell Tron, you'll go to Tron. But whatever. So he had to do what Portis did. We wanted Party.com. And that was taken clearly. So we did Party.com.com. So spell out the first dot com dot com. That's very easy to remember. So he did trom.com.com. Nice. Don't don't go there. Don't join his gambling pool. I'll I'll he'll probably yell at me, but don't do that. <laughs> very cool. And you know, again, all those things are are ways of telling the story you're choosing to tell about the the band and um there's venues for your storytelling. Yeah. And just it's the it's the the repetition of doing it as many times as you can in different ways, I yeah. guess it was the easiest way to say that. Right. Right. All right, man. Well, we're right about at time here. This has been awesome. Dude, I've been, I'm hoping Adam just stays away and I can just join, <laughs> man. Well, you know, this we probably won't be the only time we do this. It's, uh, um, you know, having, having a, a backup for guest hosting, um, is a good work life balance move on our part. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for having me. And again, like just, just props to you guys for what you're doing. I know there are a lot of people out there that appreciate it. And I know it seems like, you know, for the beginning of doing all this, like nobody cares, but uh, you know, <laughs> people do care. I know there's a lot of people from our area that, that have jumped on and, and are, are paying attention. So, you know, it's awesome. Even if they're, even if they're not actively commenting, you know, they're, they're definitely out there and they, there's definitely something they care about here. So, so props to you guys for doing yeah, this. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. The numbers speak for themselves. We're, we're seeing growth every week. So it's, yeah, it's, it's super great and super gratifying. And yeah, there were a lot of episodes. If you listen to the back catalog where we, we made that joke. Hey, greetings to our listener. Greeting listener. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, we man. can't make that joke anymore. Yeah. It's, it's no, and that's it's, a great thing yeah. to have, you know, and you're in that, you're in that prime time spot now where you're not, you're not like the, the other, uh, cover band group where it's just it's just a free-for-all out of control you can't right. maintain it you, right. you've got a, a maintainable base here that hopefully you can keep molding and, yeah and giving good knowledge out to yeah exactly all right well you've been listening to the cover band confidential podcast the podcast for us band folks to go further faster and rock more and suck less this has been episode 80 here in greensboro north carolina i'm dan ray cedar rap is iowa mike schulte everybody have a great week <laughs>